time to look back at the last Forge FC contest. Simply stunning stuff. And finally, their goal. Here is Match and Review. My word, what a rocket. With Anthony Urcioli on the Forge Audio Network. Hello, Forge fans. It's the Forge Audio Network. I'm Anthony Urcioli. It is the Match in Review. And I'm your digital host, Forge FC, back in the win column getting three points against their rivals on the road against York United at York Lions Stadium. Forge FC with a 2-0 win. Tristan Borges opened the scoring, although I we still have to get clarification on whether it will be uh, determined it was an own goal or not. There was a deflection. If it ends up being Borges' goal, it'll be the, uh, depending where you look, it's credit's been given differently here. But uh, Borges, that would be his sixth of the season, the uh, club's all-time leading scorer. Getting back on the score sheet, uh, Wubens Passius then scoring in the 77th minute, and that really sealed the deal. And that's when things got chippy between these two rivals. I've commented at different points this year that, the rivalry between York and Forge hasn't quite been there, at least maybe not what we thought it might be uh, when York and Forge played the first ever match in the CPL. But uh, the 905 Derby lived up to the hype in this one. Forge with a win and uh, both clubs. I'm still glancing back at my television here as the game just ended and uh, watching the players walk off the field here and seeing if any other chippiness goes down. Uh, so far, so good. But, I mean, Tristan Henry who uh, he was fantastic in this game. He, he he played incredible. He made two incredible saves. And he, in true Tristan Henry fashion, and this is why you got to love Henry if you're a Forge fan, made a huge save and then seconds later got a caution um, after he got mixed up with a York player. And that that's Tristan Henry. He's a character. Uh, he brings a lot. And he's one of the leaders of this club. And he stepped up. He gets a clean sheet. We talked earlier about uh, the Stars needing to shine for Forge after going back-to-back games without scoring. And there you have it. Borges, if again, if it holds up. and it, I mean, even if it doesn't end up being credited to Borges, uh, Borges took the shot on target and, and it created the goal. Uh, there was just a deflection there, um, a fortunate one. But either way, Borges had the uh, final touch. So there was a, one of your Stars. Uh, Passius, another guy that's going to be relied on to score as one of the club strikers, um, and 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 he did, and Forge did everything they had set out to do. When when things weren't going well, there were several things that Forge had pointed to. Um, one of them was not being as um, decisive in the final third with their runs. They there was a sharpness that was kind of lacking. And they were falling into some traps, playing against clubs that were playing ultra-defensively, playing with that low block. York, of course, played with those blocks. And uh, Forge made the runs, decisive runs, early runs. And they were just clicking and were on the same page. And uh, they were cha- there, were, there were times there where Forge could have had more. And uh, York had their share of opportunities. Henry played great. And you can also see why York has struggled to score and why their expected goals um, which I think when we see the final stats, the expected goal ratio to uh, actual goals and expected goals, this discrepancy is going to grow even more so because there were a couple opportunities here that probably should have at least resulted in really good scoring chances and that York just could not could not finish or just miss the target completely from, from close range. Um, so York kind of showed up as advertised, a club that is struggling to find goals 
and Forge getting back to the Forge we saw prior to their two-game losing skit. All right, here's what we have coming up. Uh, head coach Bobby Smirniotis. We'll probably hear from one of the players as well. Jessica Lisi makes her return to the Forge Audio Network. Um, she is our CPL analyst, former women's national team player. She's going to join us um, in seconds as we recap the game even further. Final stats, uh, some housekeeping here. So shots on goal, 14-13. Uh, rather, just shots, uh, shot attempts, 14-13 um, in favor of Forge. Shots on target, 4-2 in Forge's favor. Possession, 52 for Forge. Um, you know, I mentioned it was a trippy game. There was a combined 29 fouls in this one, seven total cards. And uh, Forge had five offsides. Both clubs had a pair of corners. All right, we now bring in our CPL analyst, Jessica Lisi, uh, former youth national team player. Also played Division One NCAA uh, West Virginia, Memphis, and she plays League One Ontario. And now she joins us on the match in review. Welcome, Jess. Thanks for having me. Um, so Forge getting back to their winning ways, not a perfect game by, by any stretch, but obviously it's enough to get the result. And the first thing I noticed was the club was a lot more decisive in their decision making in that final third with their runs, with their, with their shots. Um, maybe just your thoughts and what you saw maybe on that first goal from Borges. Yeah, you got a little lucky, uh, but the, the decision making was good. Yeah, definitely. I thought Borges made a fantastic decision to take his space and take a shot. You know, uh, York was backing up, gave him that space. He was at the top of the 18. So definitely a great execution. Yes, lucky with the deflection, but, um, you know, who's to say that it wouldn't have hit the target if uh, the defender wasn't there to knock it in. So I definitely think it was a great decision making, um, great decision making on Borges' part. Yeah, and, and that decision making, I mean, even on that the second goal, it, it was a tap in for Pasillas, but uh, again, the overlaps, the passing, the movement, it was, you know, split second decisions uh, that were the perfect decisions in in that moment. So, um, yeah, the decision of decisiveness also carried through into that second goal, I thought, too. Yeah, the overlapping run was fantastic, um, you know, created a lot of space to be able to get that ball in across um, to the six and obviously great tap and goal, very composed finish, even though, you know, sometimes those are the easiest to score, but you'd be surprised. Sometimes those are also the most nerve wracking. So I thought it was a great, great play overall, great decision to play it out wide, great run to make that overlapping run and then a great uh, cross and finish. You know, when player, when a player is great at that first touch and, and um, you know, being able to, to score from in close what that's not going right. When coaches talk about, um, you know, a heavy touch or taking too many touches, maybe just take us into that space mentally there. Is it just a lack of confidence? I mean, well, what kind of goes into that? I mean, sometimes I would say as a forward, we just all have our off games. Um, it's definitely the most frustrating feeling. Um, you know, you're, you're a forward, you should be scoring, you should be creating. So um, I do think that a lot of times when, things don't go your way and you do take a bad touch or you've had consistent opportunities and you miss them, you miss them, you miss them. Um, you get in your head a little bit and it is hard to kind of stay on task. So I think overall, the most frustrating thing about the game is when things are not going your way. So uh, definitely as an attacker, that's, that's the worst thing you could go through, but you just got to stay focused, move on to the next task. It can't be something that brings you down because it will carry on to, into that next opportunity you have. And, odds are you'll probably mess it up because you're already in your head. Yeah. And when we talk about good runs, um, 
Sometimes that can be confusing. If I mean, what really makes a good run versus a, a not so good run? Well, it depends on the ball as well. So a lot of times people do straight run, straight ball. That is a horrible decision. Um, you know, odds that you're going to get that ball is going to be very difficult. Um, you know, the weight of the pass is super important. So that's something that will make or break um, the opportunity. Um, we often talk about that final third passing, and that's often what is missing. Um, you know, it's not passed at the correct angle. It's not passed with the correct weight. Um, all those break down the the final the final pass the final shot so um, definitely knowing the weight of the pass and you know sometimes it's even feeding your player into the correct space as opposed to feet so everything really plays into it to be able to create that opportunity to you know finish and and win games yeah and what about the I mean is there chemistry too when you when you're playing with players you're familiar with do those runs become a little easier the timing of them anyway definitely you create chemistry with uh, players you you know, you start to build that bond with sometimes it's that cheeky little, you know, flick over the top or, you know, through space, um, you learn what it is that your player prefers a lot of players, some players, you know, like it into space, some players like it into feet, um, you begin to learn the strengths of the individuals around you, and you're able to feed off of that. And, and in turn, it helps to build opportunities. And like I had said before, hopefully win games. You know, when when you look at this match, it's it's one thing that it's easy to overlook the contributions from Tristan Henry in goal. He got the clean sheet. So, I mean, he will show up on the stat sheet with the clean sheet, but also he he only had to face two shots on target, uh, but they were difficult saves. Yeah. One of them stands out to me. The, the last save that he had made in the, I believe it was the 91st minute, fantastic big save. You know, he it was a great chance by York. Um and an unfortunate, you know, turnout for them, but it was a great stop by uh, Tristan. So that was fantastic. And, you know, it got a little heated afterwards. You could see the passion for sure. But um, yeah, definitely, definitely a big stop. And, you know, even though it was the 91st minute, you never know those extra four minutes could have, anything could have happened. So, you know, I'm glad he, I'm glad he got it done. Do you, I mean, I, we always hear about keepers being unique individuals. Um, you know, Henry's got, he's got a huge personality. He's very vocal uh, and he's always involved, getting himself involved. Uh, you've played with a lot of keepers. Have, have Would you say your experience has been similar and just keepers being just some really interesting characters? Yes, I would. I would definitely say so. You know what though? Um, they, they fuel the fire and it's good. They, they bring out a lot of um fire in the team so they're they're the best the keepers are the best <laughs> all right jessica lisi uh thanks so much for joining us and we'll, we'll talk to you again soon thanks for having me now forge went with uh, a bit of a different look in this one instead of uh the borgia schwanier winger combo that we've become accustomed to uh forge had emery welshman who's typically a uh, second striker not really uh playing the wing that often but the way with you know the way forge plays with a lot of their overlapping runs uh bobby always says you can start in a four or three three and uh, you could end up in anything once the, the ball's kicked because it is a, a fluid type motion that forge uses uh but welshman and borges were both out there um and then they start with campbell in the middle and uh both got subbed off welshman and borges and costello 
came out there. Benitez came out. So some different looks. Also on defense with center backs, uh, you didn't have Alex Ashenyodiansen out there. Malik was still out there, but uh, Garvin Matusala playing center back for the first time since getting injured months ago. Uh, he did make his return a couple of games ago, but he was playing fullback instead of his usual center back position. So you had Matusala and you had Malik, and uh, those were the major changes there. A lot of subs used in this one uh, by Forge FC. And um, lineup changes, also just uh, general thoughts on the game. Let's go to the man himself, head coach and technical director for Forge FC, Bobby Smirniotis. A couple of different things. Uh, first and foremost, I thought our first half was was very good. Um, you know, we've seen a tendency as of late with teams sitting a little bit deeper uh, on us. So we wanted to try and uh, and find the space in behind the, the opponent a little bit quicker. And, and maybe that was either going to open up that space behind or the second ball coming into midfield, uh, which would give us... Uh, maybe an easier way to to attack and i think we accomplished that in a lot of uh, situations in the in the first half and those second balls also gave us the opportunity for some of those longer shots uh, which one it's uh, it either works to get you a goal or it works to pull the defenders out of uh, out of position out of a static position and uh, that always creates a space you know the biggest thing for us is if when you move on the ball and uh, you can initiate defender the ball must go where that defender is left and uh, today i think uh, we had them uh, moving a little bit um, we used the, the right side of, uh, of the field for us a little bit differently today. Um, just looking at uh, what their combination was there in the first half with, uh, with Ferrari and, uh, and Kratt. And I think that gave us a lot of success. Started the second half uh, you know, quite well. Um, and then I think we had a little bit of a down period where if we're a little bit better in some of the transition moments, which we knew were, were important in the game today. I thought uh, we could have had a few more goals uh, earlier in the game. Just finally, can you provide us a little bit of a health update? I know, know Alex tonight, just one year. How's Dom Samuel? Just give us a bit of an update for those key players for us. Yeah, with uh, Schwanier, um just uh, took a little bit of a knock uh, in training and, uh, you know, you always got to be careful. You you know, you've got 10 days ahead. Do you really want to uh, push a player back? So, you know, he's come into a training session yesterday, uh, back full after being a couple of days off um, with Alex. He'll probably be in the next couple of days. Again, it was just something uh, precautionary. Dom Samuel started full training. Uh, obviously, Garvin Matusel has come out here and played 90 minutes after a long time and and done a, done a brilliant job. And, uh we just keep ourselves going. You know, we've we've missed a lot of players in each and every game, but uh, it's opportunity for, for the guys that are out there. We look at uh, Malik in the back, uh, started playing games in this league as a 19-year-old, just turned 20 this past weekend. And yeah, I don't talk about him enough. It's not that the, the media, but for me, uh, he's been excellent. You know, he looks like a mature player out there. And, uh, you know, we forget uh, he's probably on pro game number eight. Uh, right now as a player. So I think that's the opportunities uh, that the players are, are getting and it's the importance of having depth in the roster. Um, for us, that's the biggest thing and and how we we always build a team. We try and have as much depth as possible in the roster and sometimes in some of these uh, emergency players that we need when we're down six, seven players injured and just making sure that we've got the right guys training with us periodically um, so that they're able to to slide in and, uh, and look pretty uh, normal to the squad. Now, if you watched this match on television, you probably heard a uh, healthy contingent of Forge supporters there at York. It really did sound like a Forge home match. Uh, You heard the Forge chanting throughout uh, start to finish. And you know that has to feel good if you're a Forge player. But don't 
take it from me. Let's go to Wubens Passius, who spoke post-match after Forge's win. It's a, it's a really good feeling. Uh, we know that we have the best fans in the league. That's my opinion. We have the best the best fans in the league, and we can see it today. Um, we, were, we were in the field, and I thought we were uh, at Tim Horton Field because all the, the fans were there. So, again, I'm really grateful for, for what they did, and I hope they're going to keep going like this because uh, we, we can feel it on the, on the field. Yeah, and, and as the game, uh, as time winded down, the, the rivalry started showing, and it got a little chippy out there. Was that just a case of, you know, a, a club that you're, you know, close geographically and also um, you've seen these guys so many times already. Is it just kind of tension kind of brewing over the years? Uh, yeah, of course. Uh, it's a derby. Uh, York against the Forge, it's always a derby and the, the game was pretty tight too. So it's normal that at the end of the game, it's get a little bit more heated. But um, it's, I think it was still fair play it wasn't dirty or whatever it's it's what happened in in sports and football when two teams want to want to win so no i think at the end of the day it's all about respect all right so at the conclusion of forge's win they are now in third place of the table with 20 points after 12 matches they are four points out of uh first which right now calvary and atletico share next match for forge it's going to be uh another long long wait for the next one um 11 days in between matches next match for forge is tuesday july 19th it's at home at tim horton's field against fc edmonton until then keep it locked onto the forge audio network remember just because forge isn't Playing that week doesn't mean we stop uh, focus on Forge behind the beard. Plenty of Forge programming on the way for you. Subscribe wherever you get your podcasts. You can also subscribe on YouTube. I'm Anthony Arcioli. We'll talk to you soon. This has been Match in Review with Anthony Arcioli on the Forge Audio Network. For the latest on all things Forge FC, subscribe on Spotify or wherever you get your podcasts.